0: It's a classic case of good idea, bad execution, Yeah. where it's a good idea and the story maybe on paper seems good, but you have to make it into a movie. Movies are hard to make. Nobody asked! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the very first episode of the Nobody Asked podcast. Today, I'm here with a very special guest. His name's Jono Cison. He plays JV basketball, sophomore class president, but that doesn't matter because today we're talking about Star Wars. Yes.
1: Glad to be on the show hear,
0: Dave. The Star Wars idea was taken by George Lucas from a Japanese cowboy movie. They eventually turned it into the saga that is today. It's by far, if you ask most people, one of the biggest movie franchises of all time. Personally, I think Star Wars is great. But Jono, how would you rank
1: the nine saga movies? I believe that Star Wars as a whole, one of the greatest movie franchises of all time, will start it off with my top movie. Actually, you know what? I'll do it the opposite way. I'll go with my worst movie. That would probably be... Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Mm -hmm. Stereotypically ranked, it's kind of an infamous movie for being George Lucas's movie with bad dialogue. Um, Not really an interesting plot, and he tried to make a romance film, but it didn't really work out um, with a lot of the Star Wars fans. Probably second up the list, I have to follow that up with The Last Jedi. Personally, didn't really enjoy that movie. It was a very polarizing movie. A lot of their ideas were great, but one of their things were like, subverting expectations. I just didn't really like that. For example, when Ray gave Luke his lightsaber at the end of the seventh movie, you would think that Luke would react in kind of an astonished manner, but he kind of just throws the lightsaber away. Sure, that subverts our expectations, but not really what the fan base wants. I don't really like that movie. Um, and then probably rapid fire after that, would probably be Phantom Menace. Then I'd have to go with episode nine, episode seven, followed by A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and you'll be surprised by this number one pick right here, I actually firmly believe that episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Episode three. Correct, a prequel movie. One thing that's amazing about episode three is you really do feel Anakin's turn to the dark side. Um, I think what makes a good movie villain, a great villain, is that you understand their motives. If you look at any villain in any other story, whether it be Black Panther or any Marvel movie, the great villains are the people who people can relate to and understand. That's what the audience wants. And Anakin, all he really wanted to do was uh, protect his one thing that he loves, which is Padme or his mother. And I believe that episode three, it strongly conveys that. And not only does it convey it, it also conveys it in a manner where you have a great movie packed with action, packed with great action sequences, great dramatic effects, beautiful acting by a lot of the characters like Ian McDermott, I believe, who played um, Emperor Emperor Palpatine. Palpatine. So is Ewan McGregor being Obi-Wan, just by the way. Obi-Wan. Best character in the prequels by far. far. Anthology film coming up. Really excited for that. So yeah, I firmly believe uh, episode three has to be up there. If it's not number one, it's got to be top three. For me, here's my ranking. So number nine, I'm going to go with
0: episode one, just because of how much I hate Jar Jar Binks. I thought the story wasn't all that great. With, you know, Anakin being a young boy and the whole part with Naboo really didn't do it for me. And the fact that Jar Jar Binks exists and the, of his character and his, like, his goofiness that doesn't make the film funny like it's supposed to, it really didn't do it for me. But next up, it might surprise you, was actually episode three, because for me, that episode was just full of terrible acting. Yeah, Like you said, Ian McDermott, he did a, he did a good job, but for the main characters, Hayden Christensen... Padme, it really didn't not do Anakin, it for me. Natalie Portman didn't do a very good job. But Anakin's performance really just killed it for me mm-hmm. because it might not be Hayden Christensen's fault. It's just some of the writing and the lines in the movie weren't weren't very good. And personally for me, I just don't like a really sad story where, you know, the villain wins. Just like in Avengers Infinity War, Thanos won. I didn't enjoy it, but I looked back on it and thought it was a good movie from all the good things I have in that movie. But for this movie, it didn't really do it for me. Next movie I would have would be episode two Attack of the Clones, just because it's not a very well made yeah. movie. Critics point of view, it's not it's not the best movie. It got rated second to last out of all the saga movies, episode two with a fifty-six percent audience score and a sixty-five percent critic score.
1: So for me the the prequels were really the worst three movies. I think the prequels they have really good flashes of potential that george Lucas, you could see what he was intending to do
0: yeah i agree it was a really it was just a it's a classic case of good idea bad execution yeah where it's a good idea and the story maybe on paper seems good but you have to make it into a movie movies are hard to make you have to you have to have good effects good you know dialogue good performances by the actors and for the prequels for me it just didn't it didn't work um, so the next movie I would put would be actually episode eight. It's no surprise. It's considered by most the worst movie out of the, the new trilogy. And that's just because the story was a bit dry where it was, it was trying too hard to be episode five where, you know, the resistance was just on the run and they were trying to escape and, and like for the whole story, it was one, it was one main plot line and the plot line didn't have much significance with like the whole thing that they would get exterminated, but it wasn't very eventful. The next movie would be Return of the Jedi. I didn't think it was that great. I thought it was better than, you know, the previously mentioned movies, but it wasn't that great. I didn't like the overall like dark tone of it. It didn't feel very Star Wars for me, even with like the final battle in the Death Star and all that. The next movie for me would be The Force Awakens. It's a classic Star Wars story. It's basically a copy
1: of episode four. J.J. Abrams definitely played it safe because after seeing what George Lucas can do in the prequels, Kind of going off something with uh, the prequels and kind of ignoring the plot from the original trilogy. JJ uh, Abrams wanted to play it safe. He wanted to satisfy the fans, and you can definitely tell with the Force Awakens because, like, if you look at it scene by scene, like the entire plot point is pretty it's much insane. the same exact thing as a New Hope, which I find is kind of funny.
0: And then um, the next movie I think is Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, you know, with two movies left, you can't you can't leave. You can't leave Empire Strikes Back and A New Hope in the Dust because they're just they're just great movies, right? Skywalker there's a lot of criticism behind it. I thought it was a great movie. Um we'll get into the we'll get into the details of that movie later. For and number two, I have Empire Strikes Back. A lot of people would think that episode five, Empire Strikes Back would be the best Star Wars movie. But um I thought A New Hope was better because, you know, it's it's the first one. It started yeah. it all. Yeah. It's like a nostalgia thing. It's not really that like from a film standpoint it's necessarily better it's just that it's more of it's a sequel to the first movie that had a full plot where it had a beginning and a conclusion the emperor strikes back just it was a great movie but it led into the led into the next one yeah. so then that puts a new hope at number one so let's talk about the the different star wars spin offs, the movies solo yeah. rogue
1: one mandalorian have you seen the mandalorian i have not yet oh you haven't um, it's a great show I haven't I've have not convinced my dad yet that Disney Plus is the move. Hey, it's all it's all out now. You can get the free trial. Yeah, please. I am thinking about the free trial, but I don't trust myself to cancel it in time on the yet. last day. Have you seen the Clone Wars, the TV show? Yes, I have seen bits and pieces of each episode. Mm-hmm. I actually believe that it kind of does the prequels a great thing in a sense that I think one thing that George Lucas forgot to do in the prequels. Kind of go in depth with anakin and obi-wan's relationship i feel like a lot of times in the original trilogy when they refer back to anakin skywalker before he was darth vader obi-wan used to say oh he was such a great friend you know he was a great um person to teach um but when you look back at the prequels a lot of times what happens is it seems like anakin's just tolerating him like for example the infamous line in in Attack of the Clones, when he's ranting, Anakin's ranting to Padme Mm -hmm. about how you know Obi-Wan's holding him back or whatnot. Whereas in the Clone Wars, you actually see a lot of character development and a lot of uh, scenarios where they are both confronted with death, um, both confronted with tasks that are very hard to overcome, but they work together and they actually show friendship, which kind of makes the Anakin's turn to the dark side in episode three, not only more convincing, but it also makes it a little more emotional because you do think about all the times that they've had together and when Obi-Wan after he says yeah i have the high ground yeah <laughs> after that great meme and he has that emotional kind of breakdown in front of Anakin a lot of the audience can't really relate to that after seeing the prequels but after seeing a lot of the episodes and their bond displayed in those episodes in the clone wars it really does make you kind of emotionally attached to that relationship and it kind of makes you sad that it, you know got broken off
0: yeah because you know for the prequel it happens over the span of an anakin's pretty much entire yeah early life from when he's just a child to when he grows up and eventually falls to the dark side but the thing about the clone wars is that it shows you everything in between those steps but the thing about the clone wars is that i think for me the best thing about it was the storylines with the clones because the clones in the prequel movies you know they they're just seen as these expendable soldiers there's millions of them yeah. that go into battle the thing you forget about them is that they're actually people and that in the clone wars it's explored a lot between the friendships about the different about the different clones and how you know they call themselves brothers and that's like a really cool thing where it brings a different side of star wars where in star wars it's it's a lot of like goofy drama with it's a story about light versus dark but in the clone wars Storylines get a lot more complex where they deal with a lot more things within their own ranks. Yeah. Okay, finally, we're going to talk about the new movie, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. From here on out, spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, just stop listening right now because you're not going to like what that you're going to hear. It like, seems how have you not seen the movie? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, no, 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 scratch that. If it's two weeks past the movie's release, I have every right to
1: spoil the movie. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks dies.
0: yeah. Charger <laughs> Jar Binks is actually Upper Palpatine and he comes back and he just dies like immediately. Yeah, it's
1: kind of sad. I almost cried in the theater. <laughs> okay, so out of, out of 10, what would you give it? This movie was one of the most difficult movies I've seen. I, I was. I, I totally agree. I was filled with so many like I ideas heard. and emotions and like, what do I feel about this movie? You know what? Just to keep it simple, I'll give it a seven. And. For kind of a reference, I would say something like A New Hope, which I ranked three, is like an eight and a half. So I'm giving it, I'm being pretty lenient towards this movie. I I enjoyed it. I had a lot of, I had very high expectations, um, but I also kind of had, went in that theater with an open mind saying, wow, Ryan Johnson really did do a lot of things and left J.J. Abrams with literally nothing to work with, kind of like with how surprise, surprise, subverting expectations in episode 8, how Snoke dies. All of a sudden, J.J. Abrams has to revert back to, oh, wow, Palpatine all of a sudden is back to life. And there were so many plot holes. And overall, I believe the the story was great. And I think a lot of people thought that the,
0: that the new trilogy wasn't very good. And I think what doomed that is the different director switches. Like, the Force Awakens was directed by J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Handed it off to Ryan Johnson, who wanted to go his own way, but... He had to get rid of a lot of things that J.J. Abrams built up. And since it was the first movie and you have to build off of that, it's hard to tear down so much and rebuild. Yeah. So to hand it back to J.J. Abrams, J.J. Abrams has to do the exact same thing again because Ryan Johnson left him with a movie that had a lot of plot holes and that tore down a lot of what J.J. Abrams wanted to do. So for J.J. Abrams to go into the movie with something that he wasn't all too familiar with, he had to build that back up. And that's why, you know, with different storylines like Emperor Palpatine, in the new movie being so sudden and, you know, all these different storylines that are happening now that people aren't familiar with, it's because of the director switches and that
1: it's hard to rebuild something that you didn't start building. Well, yeah, the the funny thing is you can tell within the movie. Yeah, you can. That J.J. Abrams totally disregarded episode eight. Like, You can watch episode seven and then you can go straight into Rise of Skywalker and kind of not miss a beat. Can we just talk about how amazing the
0: sound was in this movie? Yeah. With something like a plot device, like the Force. Yeah. You know how they were they were communicating with each other through the Force in different places at the same time? That was great. The way they were doing that through visuals and, like, camera angles and stuff was insane. Like, the way Ray, at the final battle, Rey dropped the lightsaber. She put it behind her head. It disappeared. Kylo had it. Yeah. I think the way that they just played with the camera angles and stuff, I thought that was amazing. And the way that the, the audio worked when they were talking to each other through the Force, they had, like some echo and they, they like muted the sounds behind them. I thought that was really
1: cool. Yeah. Another really cool part was when she's in Kylo Ren's room and Kylo Ren is wondering where she is and they get into a fight with the lightsabers and Rey accidentally uh, cuts the uh, table that Darth Vader's helmet is on and it falls on the ground and Kylo Ren sees that yeah. through that visual. And like you said, the angles really has a great job at conveying that. Mm-hmm. And you look at Ray's face and Kylo Ren's face and they're like, So that's where you are. Yep. And then and then all of a sudden the audience feels so like scared for Ray, because it's like, Oh my god, now it's now it's a race against the clock because Kylo Ren's on, on his way and he has to get out. So Okay, last thing we want to talk about. Raylo. What what thoughts? No, no. Disney had so many needs that he needed to accommodate for, it, and one of those needs I believe was Raylo. It was. Because they want to have, you know, your stereotypical Disney ending. Yep. I just felt it was. It was. It was. It was, it was like rushed. shoehorned in. Yeah. It was,
0: there wasn't enough development with their relationship throughout the three movies where that should have happened. I mean, you can kind of see it in the Last Jedi. It's,
1: it's not enough. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, yeah, it was great talking Star Wars, just like we did back in seventh grade. I actually have never talked to somebody about what I thought about the movie. Like I've kind of thought about it, but I haven't talked to somebody about it. So it was great mm-hmm. doing that with you
0: well everybody thanks so much for listening this is david sue from scott center
1: nobody asked